Starting and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to Go For It. This is Joe. So thankful that you're back here listening this week, this month, this year. As I always say, I just so appreciate each and every one of you for always coming back, texting me, messaging me, emailing me. It is such an honor because bringing on the fabulous guests that I do, I just know it brings value to all of you. And, you know, sometimes during each show, you know, you might tune out to some things, but you might tune into others other parts of the show and that really is the part that you needed to hear and so for that um, so thankful for the wonderful guests that I have coming on and also for this show because of the fact that you sending me messages knows that it's making an impact and for that I'm truly honored and I just thank you so much uh, for all that of course you know today is no different because I have a phenomenal guest on the show but as um, as you know I am your go for business strategist I'm also a life strategist because you know when business happens, life happens. And when life happens, business happens. So I'm a business and life strategist. I'm really passionate about helping women start and grow their businesses. I'm also a speaker. Hey, did my first speaking engagement of 2020 via Zoom the other day. Fantastic. And I'm also a two-time best-selling author. Helping you grow your business and life through the art of mentoring and coaching. It is just such a blessing. And so if you'd like more information about me, you can go to my website, joehosman.com. And there, right on the homepage, is I'm the last book I'm in, and Kelly is also, um, Success, Success Habits of Super Achievers. And to get my free, uh, the, the chapter that I wrote is right there on the homepage of my website, so joehosman.com. If you'd like some reading entertainment, go ahead and download that. And also, you can get the book right there as well. So, perfect, perfect, perfect segue into my wonderful guest today. Kelly has been a health coach for 34 years. Kelly Calabrese. I actually met her through Kyle Wilson, who put together the book um, that we're both in. As a clinical exercise physiologist, certified nutrition specialist, and lifestyle and weight management consultant, She has appeared on all the major networks as a wellness expert. She is a three-time, three-time Amazon bestselling author, has spoken internationally, and takes a spirit, mind, body approach to living long, strong, energetic, and fabulous life. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, she is all of those. She is a founder of Intentionally Fabulous, a cast member of Success Sisters, a certified divorce coach, and a mom to two college students. Kelly Calabrese, welcome to Go For It. Oh, thank you so much. It is my honor to be here, Joe. Oh, so happy. Uh, you know, we connected through Kyle's inner circle, and it's just so fabulous. I just love learning about new people. Well, it's not new anymore, but just love learning about, you know, I love your posts that you always, you know, you're always positive. You're always giving such great value. And even when we meet, you know, well, we haven't met in person now for like almost, a, well, about a year now. And um, But when we do meet again in person... You know, just having that interaction one-on-one is so fabulous. So thank you for coming on today. I so appreciate you. And we're going to talk about today how to live an intentionally fabulous life. And I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, Kelly's got energy galore. She is living it and she's breathing it and she is just expels energy and fabulous, you know, fabulosis. And I'm just so proud of that. So Kelly, what I do with all my guests is... We want to get to know about you more. Now, I know I just read um, the bio, but get to know more about you and how you got to be where you're at today, which a lot of people go, well, that like would take forever, but you know, gives a, give us a shortened version. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Joe. So when I was 13, I wrote in my journal, I want to be an exercise therapist, not really knowing what that meant, but we do things in life to move away from pain and to move towards pleasure. And for me, the pain was a really strong family history of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, stroke, cigarette smoking, cancer, alcoholism. And I just looked at all that and went, oh, I want nothing to do with that. But I was also happiest when I was running, jumping, swimming, cheerleading, softball, I mean, anything that I could do 
to just have that endorphin high made me feel great, and I wanted to bring others along with me. So I had to wait till I was 17 to get certified, and over the course of the last 34 years, the first 14 included owning and operating health clubs, and I did wind up getting three degrees in exercise science and so on. And I uh, had several corporate fitness centers that I ran for companies like Calvin Klein and BMW and also founded the school to prepare people to be certified fitness professionals because 34 years ago, personal training was still very new. And if I was going to grow, I needed to train the people and bring them along with me. And then in 2000, my son was born. In 2001, my daughter was born. And I just knew that the health club life and running multiple businesses, you know, that were in person was not the kind of mom that I wanted to be. I wanted to be hands-on, but I still wanted to contribute to my industry on a really high level. So I had my partner buy me out and came home, you know, when the internet was just really getting going in 2000 and started writing, speaking, consulting, editing, spokesperson, media work, fitness boot camps, network marketing, I mean, anything that I could do to really get my message out there about helping people, you know, really be well from a spirit, mind, body approach. So that's been, you know, the last several years, last 20 years is, you know, what I'm doing, just using a number of different modalities to get the message out there to help people be healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, that's so ironic that you say that because back when I was mm, probably mid-teens, I would say, I was kind of that same way because I had a dad that died early of a heart attack. And I remember thinking, I don't want to be that way. I don't want, you know, I know we have these genes in our family. So that's kind of ironic that we had that same thought, but yet I didn't know how, when, why, or where that would come into play. You know, I just knew that exercise was huge and um, all that. So, yeah, that's really interesting and good for you for going after your dreams because you've had some challenges, too, along the way that you've overcome and that you've gotten to be, a, you know, the vibe. Well, you've always been vibrant, but, you know, even more vibrant, right? I think the challenges that we go through make us even more vibrant for what we are, right? Does that make sense? Uh, absolutely, yes. From, you know, the trouble comes the triumph. From the trauma <laughs> is uh-huh. where the, the growth happens. And it's in those valleys, in those dark seasons, in the hardness where we really have the most growth, where they have the opportunity to just, you know, empty ourselves out, get on our knees, reevaluate, you know, what's working, what's not working. And that's where, you know, you can get back to climbing to the mountaintop because life and success is not linear growth. There are definitely peaks and valleys and especially for entrepreneurs, you know, in business and life goes along with it. And sometimes you get slammed by both at the same time. And, mm-hmm. um, but it makes us stronger. You know, we don't, we don't trade that. Ask anyone who's successful from athletes to business people and they will tell you they learn more from the failures than they ever did from the successes. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. And how you grow through those failures to get to the next successes. Absolutely. Yeah, because you have a choice, right? We can stay down and we can cry and complain and grumble, and, but where is that really going to get us? I saw recently a study, someone who um, works with making a difference in the area of poverty, but people who have been in poverty for so long that have such a scarcity mindset that they can't even make rational decisions anymore. Like you just get so into survival that you can't even make good decisions. So it's important that, you know, we don't stay there if we get into that mode where we feel like our lives have blown up for whatever reason. And sometimes a lot of things hit at once. I was just listening to a friend who, in a short amount of time, his business went from phenomenal to a competitor came in, took him out. He was millions of dollars in debt. Um, his mom got cancer and quickly passed away. And then his own health started going down. I mean, sometimes it just happens that way. It happened to me um, about three years ago. My blow up the box moment was when my husband of then 24 years came home and said, my commitment to our marriage is zero. And he left and really shocked and blindsided me. And my whole world, it did feel like a hurricane came through and just scattered my entire life and left a gaping hole 
in my heart. And so it became, you know, this, what I lovingly refer to as an unreasonable, you know, sabbatical where it was a time to look at my identity and, you know, what really I was aligning my life with and the importance to me of being a mom and, you know, everything that went along with being a wife and and all of that just getting blown up. And then at the same time, things happening professionally and having two teenagers go off to college and become an empty nester and trying to manage their heart and my heart. And when you go through a divorce, really everything changes. You wind up moving and your friend group can change. And so it's, um, unless someone has been through a divorce, they really don't understand the pain and the, the grief that goes with it. It's like if someone, you know, had a miscarriage. And unless you have, you can't even begin to relate to what that's like. So that was, that was my blow up moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also you went season. on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of your probably entire life. But you also went on after that, which is so phenomenal. And, um, and we can talk a little bit about this now, but you went on to really heal yourself, right? You went on to figuring out what it was going to have to be to heal yourself and then to be able to move on to the future, right? Because when my husband I passed, totally did. In, yeah, because mm-hmm. when my husband passed in July and my son went off to college in August, I was an emptiness. Well, I was already fearing the emptiness syndrome, but all of a sudden I was like empty household syndrome, except for thankfully I had dogs. But, you know, it's really picking up the pieces. So how did you go and pick up the pieces after all that happened? That is a great question. I am a knowledge person. You know, for example, even in fitness, I have 27 different certifications. I mean, who does that? That's a little bit crazy. (laughs) So when this pain was just so great, I dove in. You know, I, I went to Bible study. I went to divorce recovery. I hired a Christian counselor. I went on the retreats. I listened to the podcast. I read the books. I was listening to two, three sermons a day. I had worship music on. I mean, I was just trying everything to figure this out. I didn't even know what the grief cycle was. And it wasn't because I hadn't had loss in my life. I lost my dad. I've lost best, best friends to cancer. I mean, I've had loss, but this was completely different. And I didn't realize, you know, what was normal that, you know, bitterness and anger and shock and sadness and depression, and that's all part of it. And even the grief is not linear in terms of, okay, now you're, you know, you're heading to healthy. No, there's dips, you know, like when you get that call that you're, you know, ex-husband of one month is now engaged and within a few months quickly remarried. And, you know, you just, there, there's moments where, you know, your teenagers are, you know, using you as a target because their hearts are hurting. And so you have these, you know, waves of ups and downs as you're going through this healing and you're discovering. So I was journaling, I was meditating, And I actually even got certified as a divorce coach through the American Association of Christian Counselors. And each place I learned so much. You know, I was looking for a divorce program, a course, something that could help me. I would I would sign up. I would cheerfully pay for it, but it didn't exist. So I actually created one. um, And it is called Intentionally Fabulous. And that course is called Single Redefined. And it really, you know, helps to walk people through the eight steps, the eight things that I felt were the most impactful to get someone through to a place of not only health, but an amazing future and abundant life. Mm-hmm. That is so phenomenal because of the fact that, yeah, we just never know, right? We never know when life is going to happen. And, that, and that's happened, you know, to more people than I can count, unfortunately, divorces and everything. But the thing is, you, you took what you couldn't find, and that's what entrepreneurs do, right? We, we, we solve a mm-hmm. problem, and you solved a problem. And you put together something that you want, you were looking for yourself, so now you're able to help other people with it. And I just think that's intentionally fabulous, darling. I just think that's so uh, Well, thank you. <laughs> well, 54% of first marriages end in divorce. So I knew there was a lot of people out there hurting. And what I found, because I had literally about a dozen friends going through divorce at the same time as me, is that everyone is going to do something. You know, you're going to, however, 
cope. And so some people went out to the clubs and, you know, quickly found men and some people just escaped with travel and some people turned to wine and others over exercise and others isolated. And, you know, everyone is, you're going to pick something. And I've always been someone who was healthy. So I wanted to do what was healthy. So I never gave up my exercise routine. I still was eating healthy sleeping the best I could, you know, doing everything that I knew and had the discipline to do to physically stay healthy while I was working on, you know, the emotional part of it. And I just see so many people get stuck in bitterness and anger and depression. And and then they go off and they repeat the same things. You know, they find the same partner, you know, whether it was someone who was abusive or, you know, whatever it is, they, they just repeat it. And it just, is typically worse each time unless you fix you, you're not going to attract something better. That's right. Amen to that. My mom always says you got to heal the past before you can move to the future. And it's possible. She used to say it all the time. I'm like, whatever. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but you know what? It really is true. Until until that true healing takes place, you do, you you, re, you repeat the past. And so you're right, I, I know the same. And so thank you for sharing all that wonderful information. We have about a minute and a half until break. So I always like to put that out there. But I really want to talk about right before break, uh, sorry, right before we started the show, you came up with a fabulous word. And I can't wait to talk about it more after the break. And that word is... <laughs> and I am so excited because of the fact that, you know, even though we go through stuff, events, I could just call them events, events in life, we can still celebrate. And I just think that was just, uh, and as you said, Kelly, give yourself permission to celebrate because it really is worth it. Mm-hmm. You are worth it. And when we come back after break, we're going to really delve into that because a lot of people, even during holiday time and everything, um, and even of the year of COVID, you know, there's a lot of heartache and stuff out there. So celebrate. And when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk more about that because we love, Kelly and I love to celebrate life. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit johosman.com. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at johosman.com. You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at johausman.com. That's J-O at johausman.com. Now, back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe with my phenomenal guest, Kelly Calabrese. And um, isn't she just phenomenal, ladies and gentlemen? Just full of energy and life. And celebrate. We were talking about the word celebrate right before the break. And um, during this time... And, you know, COVID's here, no no matter what, but also talking about celebrate, but also we're going to talk about purpose and vision for your life and how to create purpose and vision for your life. And then, you know, and celebrate along the way, excuse me. So Kelly, talk to us about 
first of all, a little bit about Celebrate, but also about purpose and vision and how you help your clients with that. Absolutely. Well, yeah, Celebrate, I, I am, there's just power in words. For anyone who reads the Bible, the very first thing it says is, in the beginning was the word. So it just means words are powerful. And so the word Celebrate just was really resonating with me today. So I mean, celebration just, it reflects an overall attitude of gratitude. People who celebrate, they just have this um, focus on what they have rather than what they don't have. And they cultivate this attitude of celebration. And people who do, they just have more energy, they have less stress, they sleep better, they exercise more frequently, they just have better health in general, and they're more likely to achieve their goals. Like, that's some of the science behind people who celebrate. And why, for me personally, I always study the things that are hard for me. I had this spirit of unworthiness. I was brought up that you have to work hard, and there wasn't a lot of celebrating that really happened in my family. I mean, we had holidays and things, but I would always, like, hold back or put myself last. I'm like, so I started to study celebrating, and... We celebrate because we need a break sometimes. Like life is not all about hard work and driving and striving and we deserve to take a break. It's even biblical. I mean, there's a Sabbath, there's a break and the celebrating is good for a reset. It's good to set even bigger and bolder targets. It's a great time to just reflect on, you know, what you've done and what's next. And it just builds your confidence when you take the time to celebrate your achievements and and this is all about life and connection. So we want to celebrate with our kids, our family, our friends, and they want to see us living. They want to see us celebrating. They don't just want to see us working hard all the time. So it's important that we create this culture of celebrating. It keeps you motivated, and it's even honoring. So it's rejuvenating. It's fun. And without celebration, it's like there's no beginning and end. You just keep going. Celebrating gives you something to look forward to. Um, and yeah, throw a party, have an event. Celebration does give us purpose, a reason to get dressed up. I mean, all even rites of passage revolve around celebrating. And, you know, for the people who don't, I want to ask you, because we are, you know, recording during a holiday season, what's keeping you from celebrating? I mean, do you, whatever it is, it's an excuse. You might say, well, I don't have time, or I feel guilty, or I'm too sad, or... Um, maybe you just haven't prioritized it. Maybe you don't know how you, know, you weren't, mm-hmm. you didn't see good examples of celebration and joy, or maybe you don't see the value in it, which is pretty sad because it's important. Maybe you feel like you need resources to celebrate. You don't, you don't need money to celebrate. You don't even need friends to celebrate, although that would be awesome. Um, but maybe you're an enabler and you you watched everyone else celebrate and you stayed in the back or you don't have a good experience. Whatever it is, um, people who celebrate are just, they're more positive. They're less skeptical. They're, they're more upbeat. They love to meet people. They kind of let things roll off their back and um, they don't get sucked into drama and details. They, um, you know, they give themselves permission that you mentioned before. There's no guilt in celebrating. They enjoy their successes. They celebrate the small wins. Um, they even keep a win journal. That's something I do. I keep a miracle journal and, and a win journal. And no, it's not about perfection. If you're waiting for perfection, you will never celebrate. So mm-hmm. just schedule it. Allow yourself. Treat yourself like a, a king or a queen and, and just celebrate. I love that because I will tell you, I was on a um, book study this morning and somebody in the book study talked about, because we're uh, reading um, Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, and they're talking about mm-hmm. they're going to keep a wind journal. So when you just said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, must be like what I need to hear today. So thank <laughs> you for saying that. You've already changed my life um, because of the <laughs> fact that you do that every day. That's fantastic. Yes, and I look for the miracles all the time. I keep a miracle journal because even in those hard times and those door-kicking times and those sad moments, like maybe you do feel isolated right now, especially during COVID, that you can pick that up and you can remember and, and find things to celebrate. It helps you to connect to your inner self and just take a moment and feel the joy in the moment of that win, of that 
um, that miracle and celebrate it. And it gives you a growth mindset that, okay, well, if, you know, that could happen, that means it could happen again. It can happen bigger and better. And it helps you to start dreaming and, and just not quit. You know, the grit, the staying in things for the long run, the celebration and keeping track of the wins keeps you encouraged and just, you know, being present. And that's part Absolutely. of celebrating, too, is not being so either futuristic or living in the past. But celebrating makes you present. You know, you're breathing, you're alive, and um, you, know, you, you just tell yourself that you're worthy and, and you actually experience that. Absolutely. I keep a gratitude journal every day, too. I was the last couple of months I've been laxed on it, um, which really irritates me that I get lax. So I'm I've been back on it now for the last. And normally, I mean, I on it every day. And but the last couple of months um, been kind of laxed on that. So anyway, thank you for that, because the fact that just writing about your gratitude and writing about, you know, your wind journal, I'll give you an example. So uh, when I was younger, I wanted to get a master's degree. So after my husband passed and my son went off to college, I went and got my master's degree because of the fact that I want to teach at a university level. I love college students. And um, so anyways, I was given that opportunity, did it for a couple of years. And with everything that happened in 2020, um, lost that teaching position. And I was so bummed afterwards. I was just like, you know, I kind of was in a way beating myself up, which I don't do that very often. But I was really bummed because I just love, love, love teaching college students. So anyway, I was, I said, I said, no, write down what you love so much about it and why you're passionate about it. And for me, I went back and wrote it all down. And then all of a sudden that just went away. You know, the, the disappointment went away. I'm like, okay, well, it's not the end of the world. We, you know, and um, teaching jobs will come again. And when things jump back around again. And it just, but I, I wrote down in gratitude. I wrote down why I'm so grateful for teaching and why I'm so grateful for, you know, the college students and all that. And also for, you know, my employers or the pe- the colleges that I work for. And that just made me feel so much better. It was just like a weight was lifted off my shoulder. I'm like, all right, don't go hone in on the negative. Be thankful for what you got. And then, you know, I w- went back and read the emails from some of my students that thanked me you know, for um, being their instructor. And so I'm like, okay, now I feel good again. <laughs> so that, that gratitude journal that really does good. help. Yeah, it really does help. It helps to just know that, and normally I'm, I'm very grateful. Normally I'm, you know, all about all that. But that was just, that, that kind of took me for a blow. And so it took me a little bit to kind of get over that. So thank you for talking about the gratitude journal. And, um, but we celebrate, right? We celebrate, and I celebrated when my students would graduate um, from college because they made a, you know, they were a success. And so just little things in life, too, as we go along, celebrate. I mean, I, I wake up every day and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. That's the very first thing I say when I wake up in the morning. And thank you for waking Absolutely, me up today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. That's right. I mean, everyone, people might say, well, I don't have much to celebrate or they do. And sometimes when I'm working with a lot of these women who are in that, you know, almost the, the fetal position of the shock of divorce, I'll say, you know what? Sometimes you need to celebrate what you didn't do. You didn't get angry today. You didn't send that nasty test message. Mm-hmm. You didn't impulse shop. You didn't drink the whole bottle of wine. You did. So, I mean, celebrate, even if you don't feel like you're making progress, you're, you know, you have air in your lungs, you have technology to be, you know, listening to this. And even if you're alone, there's things that you can do. You can make your favorite meal, you can paint, you can create a vision board, you can turn on your favorite music and just jam. You can, you know, just get in the car and go explore a new downtown area. You can do spa stuff at home by yourself. Um, we certainly can shop online and buy ourselves something that maybe we normally wouldn't that would make us feel good. Fostering a pet. I mean, there's so much that we can do to celebrate. So it's not weird to celebrate. It is totally normal. So just keep finding causes like you got a good checkup or you finished reading a book or you cooked yourself something healthy. Um, you know, your kids finished the semester. I mean, all of those things, you paid off some debt, you wrote a to-do list. I mean, wherever you're at, start there. Um, you know, maybe you decluttered, maybe you gave clothes away. Just 
find, you know, something to be thankful for. And, and even if you're on a budget, you can still celebrate. Absolutely. You know what? I think sometimes even if we are on a budget, we celebrate even more because maybe we didn't go out and spend today or maybe we, you know, something like that or we saved. We saved a little bit of money or something like that. I mean, just find some reason to celebrate. And I love that word, I yes. just, especially, you know, well, any time of the year, I love that word. So I just thank you so much because that's also creates vision and purpose, right? So when we're creating vision and purpose and seriously, like you said, working with women and celebrate what they didn't do, that is phenomenal yeah. because, you know, you could easily send off a hurtful text. You can easily send off an email. I mean, lots of things and regret it later. So having the... Um, the fortitude not to send it is huge. And so thankful yeah. for that too. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're talking about vision and purpose and creating vision and purpose for your life, um, and a lot of people go, well, I want to do this, but I'm not really sure how to do it. Uh, maybe I'll get to it tomorrow, you know, the procrastination. So when we're talking mm-hmm. with people who procrastinate, what's a good way of giving them vision and purpose, getting them to go the extra route? Right. Well, that, that's a great question. I mean, we all are designed with purpose on our life, with a good, good purpose. And when you are being you and when you are in your purpose, there is no greater energy and love that's happening. It's when we're not in our purpose or we start comparing um, or, you know, we try and be someone else that we don't have the same energy. So that that's why I called my program intentionally fabulous because it is we have to be intentional if we are not intentional about what our purpose is we are like a ship that is out to sea just being tossed around by the the waves and the storms of life when you take the time and it does take work it's not magical just to dig in and really figure out your purpose and you're intentional wow that will reduce your stress that will simplify your decisions. It'll increase your satisfaction. Um, you just have this new sense of energy and hope and joy. And really, only you can discover your purpose. I mean, sure, you can ask friends, what do you think my strengths are? When you think of me, you know, what do you think about? And um, But it really takes some time of diving into your identity. You know, like who, everyone wants to know, who am I? Do I matter? You know, where's my place in life, but the good news is we all matter. We all have significance. None of us are here by accident. There's a role for all of us to play. There are no two people alike. We all have certain expertise and talents and ways that we're built and wired, and no one else is made for that same purpose. That's why we want to make sure that we don't miss it. (laughs) So, I mean, one tip that I tell my clients is really follow the inner guidance that's where you're going to find it. So just settling down, having some quiet space. Don't try and force anything. Just kind of get humbled and and just take some quiet time and and ask some really good open-ended questions. You know, why am I here and what am I good at and what brings me joy? Um, what What are my talents and um, you know, what direction should I go in and just start to, you know, ask those questions specifically about jobs and relationships, um, you know, any real problems that need solving in your life and just know that it's a process and it requires self-reflection. So you really have to look at, you know, what, what's working in my life and what's not working. Um, I, I always have a word of the year, and my word for 2020 was awaken. And for me, that word was about awakening to the person that I was. And when I took a hard look, yeah, there's there's some good things, but <laughs> those aren't what I wanted to focus on. I wanted to focus on the things I needed to change. And I found out that I was pretty controlling, and I was an enabler, and I was pretty judgmental. And, you know, I kind of went down the list and worked on all those things, but it took self-reflection to see that I was bitter and I was living in the past. And um, then you have to, you know, kind of use some discernment about um, what your process is. And you're not going to really get to that 
true purpose until you work on some of those things. And we do it sloppy anyway. We show up and we put one foot in front of the other, but really just, you know, getting feedback from ourselves and from others and a a higher power, continuing to learn and renew our mind and, and developing as a person. So it requires, you know, spiritual growth as well. And, you know, finding your purpose is not, you know, just trying to fill your schedule, cramming in, you know, all these activities and um, striving and running. That That's not what finding your purpose is. So I would say a lot of times you, you'll find your purpose when you're confronting your deepest fears, you know, maybe those things you oppress. Um, you're really creating that atmosphere that allows you to become who you're created to be, which means you have to say no to things. You have to cut things out that aren't working. You maybe have to cut people out that aren't working and just get in tune to what makes you vibrate on this higher level. What excites you? What is it that when you do it, the hours just pass by and you don't even realize it? And, you know, surrounding yourself by people who have those similar interests who are ahead of you can help you really discover your purpose as well. Absolutely. And that was beautiful, Kelly. I mean, beautifully said. We have like about a minute and a half until break, but that was beautifully said. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to um, sit quiet. I enjoy doing it, but I know a lot of people, you know, they got to have that background noise. But if you can... Teach yourself to sit quiet and really find your purpose in your life. Either meditate, um, open up the, the Word of the Bible, um, you know, connect to your higher power. I, you know, I believe in God, of course, but connect to your higher power, whatever that is that means to you. But so, so true. And you know, once you do that, you can heal yourself. You can. It doesn't mean you know we're none of us are perfect. So I mean, stuff's still going to happen, but we can react to it in a different way. So that was just powerful, Kelly. So ladies and gentlemen, we come back after break. We got more great information with Kelly. If you have questions for the live show, you know you can call in um, to 1-866-472-5788. And when we come back after break, we'll have a lot more with Kelly. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back shortly. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at joehosman.com. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit joehosman.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now, back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe with my phenomenal guest, Kelly Calabrese. We are talking about celebrate, and but also about living life with purpose and vision and intentionally fabulous. 
uh, Kelly just resonates that. She resonates all of that. And when we met in this inner circle, it was just such an honor to get to know you, Kelly, and get to know you even better now being on my show. But also, I want to talk about your posts on Facebook and on social media. You are always so positive. You're always so um, giving of information. And, and so on our Zoom meetings, because we have this inner circle Zoom meeting, Kelly's got this heart in the back. She's got a beautiful background for her um, when she's on Zoom. But anyway, you got that beautiful heart. And I'm like, every time I see you, I'm like, I want that heart. Because <laughs> I, I collect Pure this, one. So. <laughs> I know. I mean, I just love that. I'm just like, man, that is just so beautiful. But it also describes you. You are a woman with a huge heart and just giving of yourself. And giving to other people is just so phenomenal. And so I thank you for that. And thank you for your wonderful posts and um, just all the joy that you bring, you know, to others, too. So I wanted to give you a shout out for that. Uh, Well, thank you. And and honestly, a lot of it is to encourage myself. So when I put something out there to encourage others, it's encouraging to me. Yep. Yep. And I I say the exact same thing. you know, a lot of times people go, oh, you're always so positive, which I I am for the most part, but also it's, it's to keep myself positive, you know, and that's the way, you know, mm-hmm. that's, I don't know, I just think that's the way it should be. So, well, let's talk about, so normally I keep the show evergreen, but this year with, with COVID and all that, it just hasn't gone quite that way. But anyway, um, but like you said, um, before we took the break too, talk about word of the year, right? So your word of the year for 2020 was awaken. And so mine was, um, see, I don't even remember now. Isn't that crazy? Cash flow is actually two words. Cash flow was two of them. And um, so, but I think I'm with you. Every year we should have a word of the year. So how did you get into that? And how did you start thinking of different words for your years? Great question. About 11, I guess 12 years ago now, a mentor of mine had told me that it was something him and his wife did every year since they got married. And he has these words uh, on a white piece of paper printed in black in frames around his room like a border in his office. And so all these words are there and they're so powerful and so meaningful. So I started about 11 years ago and My first word was disciple, and I wanted to be discipled up in every area of my life, knowing that at times you do get that phone call and there's that shock and something falls apart, but if something fell apart, I wanted the rest of the things to be okay. So if it was, you know, there was a car accident, well, we've got insurance, um, we've got support, we've got money, we can get another car, you know, I just wanted the relationships, everything to be in place. So that first year was about disciple and Each year, I take time in December, that's also when my birthday is, to reflect on the past year and consider what I want to make my intention for the year ahead. And I've always been big on, you know, writing goals and having vision boards, and I still do all that, but the word of the year just really simplified it, that if I had to look at everything that was on my vision board and all of my goals, what would be the one thing that would be the lens that I would look through that would quickly tell me, am I on target moving towards my goals? So um, is this something I need to do more of, less of, stop, or start based on that one word? So last year with Awaken, I was awakening from who I was and what I needed to leave behind, but also awakening to who I was becoming. And this coming year for 2021, my word is meaningful. And the word really develops as the year goes on, it unfolds. So you might even think it's one thing at the beginning of the year, cash flow, but as the year goes on, it becomes who you are. So it's a part of your identity. And so um, if you just did nothing but this one word and that word inspired you and it resonated you and it kept you focused and it was an outcome that you wanted that excited you and and the word really represented your vision and your clarity and your focus, it helps you to really anchor your days because all we get is today. There's nothing we can do about yesterday. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. But if that one word is your guidepost, that, that lighthouse that helps you to find yourself and really reflect and it helps you to visualize and become the person that you want to become, whether it's a characteristic or just something that represents something you're committed to. 
so for me, with meaningful so far, what it means is I don't want to do anything unless it's meaningful. If it's foolish or way, I mean, I don't want anything to do with wasting time, wasting resources. I do not want to do foolish things. I want everything I do to have meaning. And also, I get to decide the meaning that I give to everything. So, for example, if someone rejects me, if a business falls apart, um, if I'm alone on Christmas, I mean, whatever it is, I leave this, lead this life pre-deciding the meaning that I'm going to give to something. So, if someone offends me, I already pre-decide to forgive them. So, um, the word of the year is really powerful. I put it right front and center on my vision board. Some of my other words have been um, suddenly because I serve a God of suddenly. He can suddenly open a door, close a door, create a conversation or a connection. Another word was generous. And that year, I actually gave more money away than I ever had in my entire life. And it was also the most money I earned that year prior to any year before that. And the word doesn't end when the year does. So it is still my goal to be generous on every occasion that I'm led to be generous. Uh, other words I had were partner, influencer. Um, the, the first year that I started Kyle's Inner Circle Mastermind, he partnered me up with Sean, who you know, and um, I told Sean, my word for the year is joy. And he goes, Kelly, you're so filled with joy. You're always pouring out joy onto everyone else. I think joy is about you refilling yourself with joy. So I changed my word a little bit to joy-filled, and it was about oh. filling because you can't give from an empty cup. So I, wanted, I needed to keep refilling myself with joy to give joy out. So um, I recommend that people take time and really contemplate what word, the word finds you when you're looking for it, that particular yeah. activating system, part of your brain just starts to hone in on what your word is, and there's no wrong word. It's whatever is meaningful to you, what gives you enthusiasm, what gives you, you know, that, that passion that's going to help you to develop your talents or give you um, purpose or, or build a muscle or, you know, just use something in your personality or, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe has something to do with your vocation. If that's your goal this year, maybe it's something spiritual or something with the family, you get to decide and then, you know, go with it, go with that word and see where it leads you. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, in 2019, my word was gratitude. And that was just so, yeah, I love that word. I don't think cash, I'll be honest with you, I don't remember what my word of 2020 is. <laughs> That's terrible. Because <laughs> um, I didn't write it down. I mean, I, well, I did write it down, but it's in my journal from earlier in the year. But that's how also how powerful if you don't have it always in front of you. So that right there. Yeah, but I remember yeah. 2019, it was gratitude because I love Brian Tracy's quote, develop an attitude of gratitude, say thank you to everyone you meet for everything they do for you. And, um, you know, you're also like that, Kelly, I can tell that, you know, just with all the gratitude that you expew out on everybody else too. But it, it's also intentional, right? I mean, it's an intentional thing that we do that we are able to have that as our word or, you know, meaningful. I love that. Joyful, uh, joyfulness is wonderful because you're right. You cannot fill from an empty cup. You cannot give out to yeah. others what you don't have. So if you have that, your you're life, able to give up. Yeah, no, it's okay. great. Sorry to interrupt. I was, your, your life is really your message. I heard a quote once, we'll see if I can get it right, from St. Francis of Assisi. Oh, he said, um, preach always. And sometimes use words. And basically what that means is your life is the example. Like you shouldn't even have to use the words, but how you're living using that word of the year, that's your story. That's your lesson. That's your passion. That's your good news. Like live out that word so that it's coming from the inside of you so that when people meet you, so gratitude just flows from you and it's who you become. It's your identity. You're someone who just lives thankful and you express it. 
That's right. Absolutely. Well, Kelly, we're coming to the end of our show, unfortunately. And so a couple things. I want people to know about uh, where to get in contact with you because you have coaching programs. And also, um, also, uh, if nobody else heard anything else, you know, through the whole entire show, and I'm not sure how they didn't, but what are some last parting words you can give to my worldwide audience? Um, I would say start taking action. Do it sloppy. Do it afraid. Do it anyway. It's not enough to just keep listening and learning, but act on something that you heard today or something that you know that you should. Um, Practice it. Believe it. Just get out there. You are here to live boldly, to make a difference, to make an impression. So um, just, you know, go out there and start living. Our lifespan is passing us by. Our time here is short. We only have today. Today will never happen again. So make the most of it. Mm -hmm. I love that. And you're right. Are you saying to go for it? Is that what you're saying, Kelly? Go for it? Yes, I'm saying to go for it and be (laughs) intentionally fabulous. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, and Kelly, tell people how they can get in contact with you as well. Oh, it's really simple. KellyCalabrese.com. It's K-E-L-L-I. And Calabrese is C-A-L-A-B-R-E-S-E dot com. They can find me there on all social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. It's, it's all just my name. So kellycalabrese.com, they can find everything. Awesome. Awesome. And then you have coaching programs there as well. So again, ladies and gentlemen, that's kellycalabrese.com, K-E-L-L-I-C-A-L-A, then B as in boy, R-E. R-E-S-E dot com. And yeah, definitely follow her if you're on social media outlets. Uh, follow her on Twitter and connect with her on LinkedIn and also connect with her on Facebook because I think, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to love her posts as much as I do. So it really is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Kelly, for being a fantastic guest today. And thank you for giving of yourself with all this great information you did today. And um, happy holidays to you and to your family. Um, and Thank you, Joe. Same to you. You bet. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, I want you to live bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day. Because you know what? Like Kelly said, today is only going to happen now. And we're never going to get this day back again. So take intentionality every day to live your best life. And I know things will happen, but you know what? If you can have that gratitude and really to be grateful for what we do have and, um, and go with joyfulness and meaningful um, intentions into your future. That's fantastic. But like I said, uh, to live bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day, you can go to my website, joehosman.com. And you know, if you didn't get Kelly's uh, uh, website, you can always email me and I will always pass it on to Kelly. And always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out, be great today, be great always. And along the way, show some kindness and love wherever you go. We never know what people are going through. And you know what? A smile goes a long way, and it's free. So even if you're having the toughest day, you know what? If you're out and about in public or you just have a feeling to call somebody or text them, pick up that phone or pick up that phone and text or call, but be a blessing to somebody else. Be a blessing to yourself and also be a blessing to somebody else. So all right. So ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. God bless. We're going to see you next week for another exciting show. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.